So, when was your last checkup? Oh no, not you. Although that's important too, but when was your last vehicle checkup? When it comes to service, nobody knows your Chevy better than your local Chevy dealer. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com to schedule an appointment today. Sorry you missed me. I'll get back with you as soon as I can. Thank you and God bless. Got the news on Friday morning, but a tear I couldn't find. You showed me how I'm supposed to live, and now you showed me how to die. I was lost till Sunday morning. I woke up to face my fear. While writing you this goodbye song, I found a tear. I'm gonna miss that smile. I'm gonna miss you, my friend Even though it hurts the way it ended up I'd do it all again So play it sweet in heaven Cause that's right where you wanna be I'm not crying cause I feel so sorry for you Crying for me Toby Keith died at the age of 62 that song makes me want to cry. And Kevin, do you know um, a ball player by the name of Wayman Tisdale, basketball player, jazz musician, pretty famous Oklahoman? Yeah, he was on. He played was on the Olympic team with uh, Patrick Ewing, and yeah, um, yeah, and uh, tragically died very young. Toby Keith loved him and wrote that song for him, and was scheduled to sing it at his funeral. And when he got up to sing it. At Wayman Tisdale's funeral, he couldn't do it. He had to sing another song. He just couldn't bring himself to sing that song that he wrote. And a lot of people are sharing that song today on social media because he was such a legend in country music, such a a big personality and so much fun. And oh, my gosh, I've gotten in trouble with him. I've had fun with him cause trouble with him and we'll share some stories and if you want you can share some stories today as we honor the country legend who was a big part of chicago at many different points in his life i thought this of is, you, i'm sorry i thought of you of course when i woke up this morning and saw the alerts on the phone um were you surprised by the news you know uh i was thinking we were going to lose him last fall because his battle with stomach cancer has been brutal. And we've seen this guy who played, you know, pro ball, uh, you know, 250 pounds, six, four, just a big guy dwindled down to what looks to be under 150 pounds. And I kept thinking, how is he managing this struggle? But he did. And then he went out and did some shows in December. He did a few interviews last month. And I thought, oh, my gosh, OK, he's he's got it beat. You know, he's he's really on the road to recovery. So that shocked me because I thought that he had turned the corner. But that nasty thing called cancer, you never know. You just never know. And um, his family has to say goodbye to him and his friends. And the, the text messages from people like Carrie Underwood and other country stars and sports stars are overwhelming Twitter today. And uh, the person that introduced me to Toby first got me in trouble with Toby, um, is going to join us in a couple minutes. I think he's known him since he was probably 16 or 17. He's another Oklahoman. I've worked for him a couple times in my career. His name is Eric Logan, and um, he'll join us. I am 
kind of surprised by the news that Jennifer Crumbly was found guilty. And Steve, I saw a picture on one of the, I don't know, media sites already. We're in the in the courtroom. They already had the chain around her waist and the handcuffs on. Yeah, I don't know if she was um, out on, on bail or not, um, but... Yeah, a guilty verdict on all counts. Uh, there were four of them, as I recall, for each of those people killed by her son. And um, obviously the family's watching that closely, and as was her husband, who is set to go on trial next month. And that changes the game for all parents of children who have committed these mass murders, especially if you're involved in buying the gun. And we saw that in Highland Park. The outcome was different, but it is of interest. Uh, Steve will stay on that all afternoon long. Mary's with us. She's got to check on weather and traffic. What's up? I bet you never heard old Marshall Dillon say, Miss Kitty, have you ever thought of running away? Settling down, would you marry me? 720 WGN. Toby Keith passed away. Stomach cancer at the age of 62. A man that I thought was just too tough, too tough to die. Uh, The person that introduced me to Toby Keith, and I don't even know the year, I know it must have been in the 90s, is someone by the name of Eric Logan. I went out to Seattle to launch a country radio station called Young Country, and I walked in, I'm like, this this guy's my boss? How old are you? He's like, I'm 21. I'm from Oklahoma. (laughs) Oh my gosh, Eric. Those were the days. Eric then oh. goes on not only to program that radio station, but other radio stations, becomes a vice president of Citadel, the vice president of XM, the vice president of CBS, the president of the Oprah Winfrey Network. Then he decides he's going to go surf the world and become the CEO of the World <laughs> Surf League. My gosh, the life you have mm. lived um, is oh. only challenged by the life that Toby Keith has lived, Eric. Oh, my goodness. It's so wonderful to hear your voice, Lisa. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm sad, but, you know, he brought such a smile to our faces that you can't help but recall memories today of Toby Keith. Totally. Um, Yeah. And I think um, it was it would have been it would have been like 94, 95 uh, when when I had a chance to introduce you to uh, a friend of mine, Toby. And, you know, there's so many Toby stories that just start flooding, you know, and it's hard to sort of put them together. But, um, yeah, it was, it's, it, it's been, it's been a, it's been a tough little go and, you know, being close to him through all the years and the family and watching him struggle with stomach cancer. There was a, a little bit of a relief early this morning when I got the text that he had passed that he's no longer suffering. So, you know, I tried to take the, the grace and the gratitude in that part for him. Absolutely. I mean, we watched this big, larger-than-life man just kind of waste away due to cancer, but that just shows the fight that he put into it because yeah. most people wouldn't have made it to that point. So No. Well, and, and listen, trust, trust me when I tell you this, that he may have died at 62, but he lived a life of 162, <laughs> uh, especially in the three decades that I knew the guy. Um, you know, and it's just he, he, never, he never had this um, feeling that he was going to be denied. And, and I was thinking, Lisa, it's like, you know, kind of what, what story to sort of share. You probably remember this because before we met in the country, you were, I think, in Minneapolis doing country radio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, he was um, at, a, at a band 
called the Easy Money Band back at Chastain's at Southeast I-35 and uh, 26th Street in Moore, Oklahoma. used to do the TV commercials and radio commercials. And uh, I was the intro for him, giving away free tickets to concerts, and he was the house band. So that's when I met Toby. That would have been in the late 80s. And uh, do you remember on Mercury Records the promotional campaign called the Triple Play? Did you ever remember that? Yes, yes. Yeah, and so for your listeners, you know, you got to go back in the early 90s and remember that Garth Brooks was white hot, Reba was white hot, Vince Gill was a white hot. Joe Diffie had just had come through. Kix and Ronnie were coming together, and Kix was from Oklahoma. And Mercury Records signed three artists at one time. And this was what the most amazing thing. The, the big act. Do you remember what the big act on the triple play was that they were trying to break? I think it was Garth Brooks, wasn't it? No. Or- it was, remember, it was on Mercury. It was John Brannan. Oh, the my The three gosh. artists that they were. Do you remember this? Yeah, so for your listeners. Guy? Yeah, well, exactly. It was John Brannon, and then they had a female act from Canada that they weren't quite sure was going to make it. Her name was Shania Twain. She did okay. And then the third act, which was basically the opening for this little triple play thing, was this kid they took a flyer on named Toby Keith. And I remember when he signed his deal, he and I were sitting at the bar at Chesting's. And I said, okay, this triple play thing, I'm very confused. How does it work? And he's like, I'm going to show these MFers they've messed up. It has nothing to do with this, and I'm just going to put his head down and by God, he, you know, he did it. Um, first ever Oklahoma artist to take a debut single number one. Nothing that Garth, Reba, Vince, or anybody else did. Pretty, pretty I, impressive. i got to play this clip because in the midst of all that, Eric is, is still very, very young, and he pops <laughs> up on TV in Oklahoma and goes to Toby Keith. Play the first part here, Brian. Play the first part. A new country and western music star from Oklahoma is born. Toby Keith's very first single, Should Have Been a Cowboy, has zoomed to the top of three country charts. And country music expert Eric Logan is program director at KEBC Radio, and he joins us now. Eric, tell us, how how amazing is it to make the top of the charts on your very first single? Well, it's the type of thing that, uh, to draw a parallel between it, uh, our own Garth Brooks Let me insert my laugh here, because, Eric, at that point, (laughs) you're identified on television as a country music expert. Are you even 20 years old at that point? I'm I'm 22. I actually (laughs) have to do the math. I I, I found it. I was 22. I was Lisa. I was like... And I mean, it literally was only a matter of months before I met you after that moment. So right. that's, about, that's about exactly how you remember me right there. Absolutely. And then let's go to the part where all of a sudden Eric's on a TV set and he brings in his buddy live, Toby Keith. Toby just happened to be passing through town. We sure appreciate taking the time out tonight. Thanks, man. I uh, appreciate it. I'm real excited right now. Uh, are you on cloud nine still? How does it feel to, to have a number one record? It's, uh, you know, as a new artist, that's what you hope for is to uh, lay a good foundation for your career and you work so hard at it, I had no idea it would be this big. Uh, we've been talking on and on and off uh, all day long and one of the things that is really unique about this record, Toby, is not only did you sing it, but uh, you also wrote the song that went all the way to number one. Where did you get the uh, idea and the inspiration for Should Have Been a Cowboy? We were about halfway through with the uh, album in Nashville and... Uh, and they said you need another song you know you've got six or seven here and uh, we'd like to put a put a good strong album together and uh, i took a week off and went on a pheasant hunting trip up through northwestern oklahoma into dodge city kansas and and in the memorabilia and the history of the town was there and i just said hey you know there's a song here and uh 
took me about 20 minutes, believe it or not. It was just bam. <laughs> and uh, the lines were there. I just borrowed them for a while. But uh, absolutely a great record. Congratulations again. Top of all three charts in the industry. We call it a triple play and uh, suitably fitting for you, an outstanding Oklahoman. Congratulations, Toby, and thanks for joining us tonight. Thanks, bro. You know, that was just the beginning because for the next two decades, Toby Keith would write at least a number one every year for 20 years, crazy. making a bundle of money, not just in music, but tell everybody how he made money off of Taylor Swift. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, Toby <clears throat> Toby was one of the earliest founders with my close friend Scott Borchetta, who you know well as well, uh, and they formed uh, a little upstart label called uh, Big Machine Records. And uh, Toby and Scott worked together at DreamWorks, and they were in the process of leaving DreamWorks. Scott started his own label, label at the time, and, and Toby started his own label at the time called Show Dog, which was the label he stayed on basically for the rest of his career, and he owned it. But uh, Scott needed some capital investment and got some seed money from Toby Keith, and uh, suffice it to say, after you know, a pretty good run with Taylor Swift. Toby uh, earned his money back on that one. Yeah, he said uh, every every month uh, you could add another comma to what he was making based on the <laughs> proceeds from Taylor Swift. Um, yeah, I got to tell you, Eric, he, he, one of my favorite things is you took me to Nashville for some kind of Toby Keith party or something. I'm at a, a bar and my husband calls me on the phone. There was not text message back then. And he's like, what are yeah. you doing? And I'm like, I'm I'm with Eric. We're at an industry party. He goes, really? And I go, yeah. He goes, who's the big cowboy with the arm around you? You're drinking. There's a big cowboy hanging on you. And mm -hmm. I looked over, and we were live on CMT. And I'm like, oh, oh, let me put the phone down. That's Toby Keith. <laughs> yes, that was so good. I remember that. That is so great. Oh. You know, he brought such joy to everybody, you know, and his he lived his music. And if you just sort of just look at, you know, he not only lived through his music and just who he, I mean, Red Solo Cup was like a, like an anthem for him. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I mean, you know, when 9-11 happened, you know, his song, you know, you know, the whole, the line of put your boot in, you know, we'll put your uh, boot in your ass and courtesy of the red, white and blue after 9-11 was, you know, was a defining moment for him in his career. I think it galvanized the country around, you know, the attitude of how angry the, the world was in 2001. So, yeah. um, you know, he's, he's done that his entire career. We have to jump over to news. Final words on your friend, yes. Toby Keith. Well, listen, he lived, he lived a full life and I'm grateful that his suffering is over. Um, you know, and I just think, you know, in his honor, we should play, don't let the old man in anytime you can. It's, uh, it's the most beautiful song I think he ever wrote. So we'll miss him. We'll miss him Absolutely. a lot. Absolutely. I'm sorry you lost your friend. Eric Logan on WGN. Steve's News is next. Lisa Dent, WGN.